glory to God. Give glory to God, saints. Give glory to God. Give glory to God, saints. Give glory to God. Give glory to God, saints. Give glory to God. Give glory. Shout out. 
come to that time where we want to go to prayer to the Lord, and we do give glory to God. <laughs> okay, all right. Lord, we thank you for another beautiful day. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, thank you for all you do in our lives. We are truly grateful for all you have provided from family and friends. You are always blessing us in ways we can't imagine, appreciate, or even understand. These blessings come as joys, and sometimes not so joyful, but provide soul enlightenment. We are blessed for the good, the bad, and sometimes the ugly. All provide opportunity for growth and reflection in your word and guidance through the Holy Spirit. But through it all, we are blessed that you are with us. Lord, today we lift our church to you, not just the billing that you have blessed us with, but more importantly, every covenant partner and friend of the congregation. The building which we are so blessed is a place where we can gather to worship you. It is where we learn about you, give testimony of how you have changed lives. You are present in every group, every ministry, every heart, and all who are in Christ. Lord, as we begin a new year, we look forward to the gifts and opportunities for growth you provide. May you bless us with the power of the Holy Spirit as we reach the world for Christ locally and worldwide. Let us not forget the precious saints you have greeted in your kingdom this past year. Comfort the families that remain here on earth as you welcome their loved ones in the heavenly places. May you provide them comfort and healing until they are reunited in your kingdom where there will be no more pain, suffering, or sorrow. Lord, we ask your blessing for our works in the community around us for one another. We ask those in need are given the assistance that they need. Most of all, we ask that you bless us with the resources to fill our mission 
on the corner of Euclid and East 79th Street. Lord, we ask that you help us navigate us through the COVID-19 pandemic, that you give our doctors, nurses, emergency responders, and public officials the wisdom to protect us. We ask that you touch the hearts of those refusing to be vaccinated because they are thick-necked, tough-necked, and they feel it's their right not to to be reasonable, to have reason or stubborn or pure just belligerence, that they will soften their hearts and consider the health and welfare of others to protect all in their communities. Lord, we ask that you give a strong sense of your spirit in our church, that all who enter our church at the building or online, they feel your presence around them. We ask that we are hospitable and welcoming to our members and guests. And we ask for your grace and forgiveness when we fall short. Lord, we lift our pastors to you. Thank you for their servant's heart, both for the current pastors and the pastors emeritus. Keep them from losing heart where their ministries present unimaginable challenges. Teach them in your ways so that they know you and find favor with you as they lead us. And Lord, we ask for the blessing of wisdom for our church leaders. We ask that words from the congregation be those of encouragement and support, and that we honor our commitments to build relationships and rid ourselves of ill will. For we all fall short of the glory of God. We ask that we be honest, yet uplifting. We ask that you guide our leaders to examples to be to others. We ask that you continue to bless the ministries of our church. We pray for our church body, our pastors, our church staff, our Sunday school teachers, deacons, elders, local, state, and national politicians, and a special prayer for those serving in the military, keeping us safe from harm at their own risk. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand as we state what we believe. In response to God's love, our purpose is to love others, teach the word of God, and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as a covenant partner, I will invite others to come and join me in worship. I will be a part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Amen. morning. I think this is the shortest scriptures I've ever done, but praise God anyway. Both scriptures are coming from the New Testament, so hear the word of the Lord. 1 Timothy 5, verse 17. The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those who work, whose work is preaching and teaching. Amen.
The second scripture comes from Ephesians 4, verses 11 through 12. Again, hear the word of the Lord. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. May the Lord add a blessing and understanding to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 It's good to see everyone. How are you all doing? Can anyone tell me what time it is? It's offering time. And what do we say? Hallelujah. It is so good to be able to give back to God in the form of our tithes and offerings. Amen. And this is our fifth Sunday of January, praise God, going into the, uh, February, the month of February. And on the fifth Sunday, our special offering goes to support Above and Beyond Ministries. Above and Beyond recognizes that sometime during the month, you may have been blessed with an additional unexpected financial blessing. And you're saying to God, Lord, I'm giving you from my abundance, praise God. And so if you are able to, we are asking that you will give to Above and Beyond today. As our ushers come forward, let us prepare our hearts for prayer. Gracious God, we thank you that you are the great provider, that you make sure, Lord, that we have all that we need and much more. You are an abundant God. You are a generous God, Lord Jesus. You are the great provider. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for these tithes and these offerings. And we pray, Lord, that you would multiply these, these monies, Lord, that they would be used for your people, your church, your kingdom. We thank you and we honor you and we glorify your name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all your people said, amen and amen. As our ushers uh, go and collect the offering, for those of you that are joining us online, we have several easy ways for you to join in the offering today. You can go ahead to nlac.tv and you can establish your online giving account. For those of you that like to use Cash App, go ahead, put that dollar sign in, the number two, NLAC, and your offering comes right to us. For those that want to mail in or drop off your offering here to the church, our address is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. That address again is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. Praise God. And again, thank you for joining us in the offering. Saints, we have a special group of young people coming up this morning. The Voices of Praise, they are going to be singing Jira this morning, and they are going to be accompanied on the keyboard for the very first time by Jasmine Baines. So let's welcome them to the front.
than I am right now Wasn't holding you up So there's nothing I can do to let you down It doesn't take a trophy to make you proud I'll never be more loved than I am right now Going through a storm, but I won't go down I hear your voice carried in the rhythm of the wind to call me So I wouldn't drown You've never been closer than you are right now You are Jaira You are enough Jaira You are enough And I will be content So stay by my side when the sun goes down. Don't want to forget how I feel right now. Jaira, Jaira, you are enough. Jaira, you are
read my sermon <laughs> with my great niece Jasmine. Wow. That was wonderful, kids. That was really good. The choir is growing like the old angelic voices in more and more kids. First of all, good morning and happy new year. If I haven't said that to you all, happy new year. To you here and online. So glad to have you here today. But to me, it's going to be a great day today. And you ask me why? <laughs> well, one reason is that God woke us all up this morning. Amen. Amen. And I hope we're all in our right mind. I don't know about my brother. I don't know about him. <laughs> and the other reason is today is the love of my life, Walter Glenn's birthday. So let's wish him a happy birthday. 67 today. And we were talking that we've spent half of our lives together. And it's such a... So, Walter, happy birthday to you. May God bless you with many, many more. And I love you madly. Amen. Good walk. <laughs> but before we begin, let us pray. Our Lord and our God, thank you for another day. And thank you for the opportunity to bring your message to New Life at Calvary. I pray that the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All righty. The name of today's message is Pastor Appreciation. I thought it's so fitting a title because Pastor Rick and Pastor Toby have both retired, and they were gifted pastors. And now we have Pastor Kelly as our senior pastor taking the reins, and Pastor Antonia as assistant pastor. So let us give honor to our current pastoral team, and let's begin to get ready and diligently pray for our new associate pastor position later in the year. Now, Pastor Appreciation Sunday is held October the 9th this year, where pastors are shown appreciation for their service. But I have an idea for us as a congregation to do something a little different. Let's show our appreciation for our pastors all year long. Amen? Amen. Our pastors go through a lot. So I ask, I ask all of us, how do we do this? How do we go about showing our appreciation for our pastors all the time? Well, first, by our positive words, our positive attitudes, and our actions. Another way is to be supportive of them. And I'm going to suggest some other ideas later. But first, I want to describe what a pastor is and what their basic duties are. Hold your breath. There's a lot that they do. In our scripture reading from Ephesians 4, verses 11 and 12, it tells us this. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. A person is called by God to enter the ministry. God is equipping them to not only preach the word, but to lead people to accept 
and know God at a personal level. Pastors have to be evangelists, encouragers, comforters, teachers, helpers, and listeners. But one thing I don't think we think about very often is the fact that our pastors are human. They are human. They're human just like us. They have a lot of the same problems that we do. For instance, if our cars break down, their cars break down. We have problems with our kids, they have problems with our kids. We have bills to pay, they have bills to pay. We have temptations, they have temptations. We have joys and they have joys in their lives as well. So they're just like us. Can we all agree that our pastors are human? All right, praise the Lord. In the Bible, there are people who served as spiritual leaders for the nation of Israel who started out as regular people but did remarkable things for God. Let's look at Moses, King David, Naomi, and Ruth. Now, Moses was the spiritual leader of the Israelites. You can find his story in the book of Exodus, the third book in the Bible, with 40 chapters. God spoke directly to Moses. God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. God used him to speak directly to Pharaoh to lead his people out of Egypt, even though Moses doubted his ability to speak well. God commanded Moses to part the Red Sea so that his people could escape the Egyptians. But scripture also shows the human side of Moses. He had a family and he had doubts. The Israelites often made him frustrated. He also might have been afraid because of his huge responsibility. I, you may have heard this story already, but there's a story of a, pa- of, of a man who was talking to his wife one morning, but he didn't want to get up and go to work. And she was like, why, why don't you want to get up? He said, because they don't like me and I don't like them. He said, you give me one good reason why I should get up and go to work. She said, honey, it's because you're the pastor. (laughs) I just love that crazy story. (laughs) Now let's look at King David. His journey can be found in 1 and 2 Samuel. David was a man after God's own heart. God gave David many military victories, starting with the defeat of Goliath when he was a boy. David was the greatest king Israel ever had. David had an adulterous affair with Bathsheba. He had her husband, Uriah, killed so he could have her. David had problems with his family, especially his sons. As you can see, he was a gifted spiritual leader, yet he was very human. And finally, Naomi and Ruth, whose journey is found in the eighth book of the Bible, Ruth. Naomi followed her husband, Elimelech, into a foreign land during a famine. Her husband and both sons, Malon and Kilion, died. And she directed her daughters-in-law, to, who were with her, to return to their homelands. But Ruth, she was the only one who stayed. She wanted to always be with Naomi. Now, Naomi changed her name to Mara, meaning bitter. 
And yet, through all the drama of her life, God blessed the family. God can call ordinary people into extraordinary circumstances to do his will. Now, Ruth married Boaz, whose family line led to Jesus. You see, these were regular people with problems and concerns, but were able to do God's will while still living a regular life. As we can see, these people were human with very human situations in their lives. Again, we see that God can use ordinary people to do his will. Similarly, our pastors are like the men and women in the Bible. The difference being our pastors work in an urban setting. An urban ministry is a little different than any other types of ministries. In an urban ministry setting, our pastors have to do things that other pastors really don't have to do. Some days are good for our pastors and other days can be challenging. On the good days, our pastors get to serve us, our congregation, that loves people and loves the Lord. The challenging days are where they may interact with people at their lowest points in life. They tell them all of their problems, and the pastors listen with their ears and with their hearts. I can only imagine how depressing that can be. But sometimes a pastor has its humorous side, which brings this story to mind. It's a story about a little boy who was waiting for his mother to come out of the grocery store. As he waited, he was approached by a man asking, son, can you tell me where the post office is? The little boy replied, sure, just go straight down the street a couple blocks and turn to your right. The man thanked the boy kindly and said, I'm the new pastor in town. I'd like for you to come to church on Sunday. I'll show you how to get to heaven. The little boy replied with a chuckle, "Ah, uh, come on, how can you get me to heaven? when you don't even know the way to the post office. (laughs) I think they were, I bet the pastors have a million stories they could tell us. Pastors run into all types of situations and people. As pastors, they're responsible for the operation of the church. They have enormous responsibilities. And they have a lot of pressure on them. As I said before, pastors are called to preach and teach. And they try to have relationships with everyone in the congregation. Pastors provide counseling for all types of situations, both easy and difficult. For instance, marriage counseling, financial counseling, when our kids are in trouble, drug addiction counseling, alcohol counseling. We come for spiritual advice and, believe it or not, medical advice. Either the pastors know it all. Our pastors do all of the above and much more. Sometimes they search for shelter for our members and those in the community who are in need. Our pastors manage the church building, making sure everything works. And this is a big church, amen? It's got a lot of moving parts. Some parts I don't even know what's upstairs. It's like, whoo, so many doors and so many rooms. They refer people for jobs, visit the sick and shut-in, not only in their homes, but at hospitals, nursing homes, and rehabilitation centers. They take us to doctor's appointments when we don't have a ride. They attend special events like birthday parties, graduations, baby showers. They write letters of recommendation for our kids to get scholarships to go to college. And yes, they are praying for all of us every day. 
They preach God's word every Sunday to lead us closer to Christ. Our pastors should be honored. In our scripture reading, one of our scripture readings today, 1 Timothy 5.17, it reads that the elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. Our pastors cast vision for the future of the church. They perform numerous little tasks, and all the while they're still taking care of their own families, including grandchildren and all the other business in their lives. Pastors have us to love as a congregation, yet they also have their own families to love and think about. So here's a good question. What must it be like? What must it be like to be the spouse of a pastor? We have to find Terrence and ask him that question there. Oh, no. <laughs> pastor Rick and Pastor Toby were both part, uh, pastors together. So they understood the rigors of ministry because they were both doing it together. But again, what must it be like to be a a pastor's spouse? You have to think of the demands on the spouse that is a pastor. The emotional demands. The pastor could have a, a funeral in the morning and a wedding later that same day, which can lead to a very emotional day. But the pastor's spouse has to also keep their emotions in check especially when you, the pastor is maybe criticized or critiqued, or when their decisions are evaluated and reevaluated. Imagine what it's like to be praised on one Sunday and then criticized the following Sunday because of your message. And there is always a man of the pastor's time. But pastors have a lot to deal with us, which brings to mind another story. Well, no, that, I think I did that story already. But do we realize the enormous pressure on a pastor's family to always get things right? They're always being looked at and watched. And the family, but the family usually pays the cost of what happens to a pastor. And their children, referred to as PKs, pastor's kids, <laughs> they are scrutinized more heavily than other children in the church. The pastor's kids are placed in like a fishbowl. Some people try to regulate or discipline them, the pastor's kids, more than their own. Oftentimes, pastor's kids are expected to volunteer and work and do things in the church. For instance, Terrace Jr., he works on the sound system. He's over there working today. Praise God. Whitney works in the nursery and when we reopened for, because of, um, you know, the, the decline in COVID, Whitney took our temperatures when we came in. She did a lot in that area. And Trinity was a liturgical dancer and getting her associate's degree while she was in high school. Now she's working on her bachelor's degree. The pastor's kids have a lot on them too. So we should also keep them in our prayers. On a more personal level, a pastor also has to be trusting and obedient to the will of God. They must possess discernment and wisdom, and especially have their own personal relationship with God. And they also have hopes, dreams, and desires. It's crucial that our pastors feel the support of the church. Our pastors have to make wise decisions in the use of our building, 
because oftentimes outside groups want to come in and use the building. So the pastor, along with session, have to have discernment to determine if this is a good, uh, good thing or not for the use of our building. Just like you and I, pastors have to think about retirement and how it will be funded. Pastors have kids that may want to go to college, get married, and have other family obligations. A pastor must have the knowledge and understanding of Scripture and know how to apply it to the needs of the congregation. In addition, pastors have community obligations. Our pastors could be on advisory boards for the city, community outreach groups. They stay in contact with other pastors and their churches. They could possibly work with the, like the city council here in this area, as well as working with our own denomination, ECO. With all I have outlined, who would want to be a pastor? <laughs> I mean, I'm tired just reading all this stuff that I'm writing here. And the answer is someone who has been called, <laughs> called by God to do his will for the people. Praise God. Yeah, let's give them a round of applause for all that they do and have done. Now, we, the congregation, also play a significant role in the success of our pastors. Now, what can we do to make pastoring a lot easier? We can encourage our pastors with our attendance, both in person and online. How supportive are we in really supporting our pastors? To think about that. Be supportive of their initiatives for the church. We can commit to help fund the church by being faithful with our tithes and offerings. We can volunteer for ministries of the church. You know we have a million of them. Sound system, ushers and greeters, women and men's groups, grocery bag ministries, prayer shawls, hot meals at the end of the month, prison ministry, youth church teachers. Encourage our pastors when they feel discouraged. Our church should feel like a, a second family to them. I almost said second home, but you, you, you don't want to be here all the time. <laughs> so a second family. We can continue to evangelize and invite people to worship where they will find the word of God being preached. We can complain less and pray more. <laughs> we can create a spirit of unity in leadership meetings, making them a joy to moderate. We can make the decision to grow and become disciples of Jesus Christ, which benefits our pastors and us as a congregation. And if we want to challenge something the pastor suggests, let's do it with grace and respect. You know what else we can do? We can be their friends. We can love them like we would love anybody else. At some level, I think they just want to sometimes just be ordinary people. Just like an, any other friend, we can invite them to a play or a sporting event or even out to dinner, not as pastors, but as friends. Better yet, you can send them out to dinner as a date night and they can select where they want to go. We have to use our words wisely when we speak to the pastors. We need to watch the tones of our voices and realize that the tone of our voices make a difference in what we say to them or how we say it to them. Let's live out our purpose statement. Jasmine, if you could put that on the screen. We'll just, you can stay seated and we'll just read it together. In response to God's love, our purpose is to love others, teach the word of God, and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as a covenant partner, 
I will invite others to come and join me in worship. I will be part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will be served in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. And I believe we do a good job of of all of those things. Praise God. Now, everything I've outlined here, we can do all the time to make our pastors not only feel loved, but appreciated as well. What I'd like to do now is to have Pastor Kelly and Pastor Antonia just come up front here, as well as any family members who want to come, our elders, our deacons, our lay pastors. We want to pray for them. Pastor Emeritus, get on up here, girl. Pastor T. And let the congregation just reach out our hands as we pray for our pastors, thanking them for their service to God and to us. All right, let us pray. Father God, we thank you first of all for another day and especially your son Jesus. We want to thank you for calling Pastor Kelly and Pastor Antonia to ministry. We thank you for their dedication to us as a congregation and for all the gifts and talents you have given them. We pray for growth of our congregation with their leadership and our commitment as a congregation. We're grateful for all you have given us and we are especially grateful for our leaders. Continue to bless them, O Lord, and continue to encourage us and lead us in 2022. We love and adore you, Lord God, and it's in Jesus' name we ask these prayers. And all God's people said, amen Amen. and amen. And now, hold on, stay there. Walter's going to do an additional prayer for you guys. Father God, we lift up these pastors that are represented right here, and we ask your favor over them your Shekinah glory, Lord, that you would just anoint them. We lift up Pastor Emeritus, Pastor Toby, with all those years of service and dedication to your kingdom, to your church, to your people, Lord God. We lift up Pastor Antonia and Pastor Kelly as they begin a new ministry, Lord. For Pastor Kelly, it's not a beginning. She's been with us a while, uh, but a beginning of a new role of senior pastor. For Pastor Antonia, the assistant pastor, Lord, we pray your giftedness to just manifest itself in and through them at all in all on all occasions lord we know as a congregation we can be a chore to work with sometimes so lord we would pray that you would give them wisdom vision power authority lord that you give them understanding that you would just continue bless their goings out and their comings in bless their families lord god their families need a blessing lord it's hard being a pastor it's hard being a pk as katie alluded to it's hard having a being in ministry the demands on your family demands on your husband and wife the demands on your children so lord we ask that you gird them up gird them up in the name of christ jesus Lord, keep them healthy, keep them strong, keep them vibrant, keep them steadfast, immovable. Lord, keep them, Lord, abounding in your good work, your favor, looking to you for their help, their strength. And Father, we won't hesitate to give you and you alone the the praise, the honor, and the glory that so do your name as you use your people called by you in the ministry 
for the purpose of this church this day right now, Father. And we we just commit them to you, Lord, and ask your favor over them in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Let's give our pastors a round of applause for all they do and all they're going to do for 2022. So we thank and and appreciate our pastors and just continue to lift them up and to appreciate them and just do little things for them so they know that they're supported by us and are loved by us. So our ending song is called Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior. I guess we'll get everybody back up here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Okay, it's prayer time. Um, we're doing prayer a little different now. We're not coming down because of COVID restrictions, but uh, one, two. you can be in your seats and uh, if you need prayer, we'll be glad to come to you. So as our praise team gets ready to sing our final song, if you need prayer, we'll come to you.
by her message because we all work hard together. We couldn't do one thing without each other, amen. And I was tickled as she was describing um, the pastor's family because Pastor Antonia has been praying for a while for her husband to come on through the door. And I was like, you guys, think about it. We get to one day experience Pastor Antonia finding the love of her life and and uh, getting married one day. I'm claiming that, Pastor Antonia. I'm claiming, I'm claiming your future husband. <laughs> and your future kids and, and grandkids. <laughs> but she has her being a single pastor sometimes brings its own set of issues because people will think you ain't got nothing to do. You got a lot to do, amen. <laughs> And so I, I thank you, late Pastor Katie. I'm not sure where she disappeared to, but thank you for those words. And um, thank you all for being in service today. We're, we're going to briefly do a few announcements and 
I encourage you to please take time to read in your bulletin. We are blessed today to have Pastor Toby with us, our Pastor Emeritus. Always, when Pastor Toby and Pastor Rick comes to the door, their just presence makes a difference in the atmosphere, doesn't it? So good to see you, Pastor Toby. You got any bridge updates? How they doing over at Bridge? Oh, praise God. Praise God, Pastor Toby. So you all did an altered service time, so it's going to be at 4 o'clock today? Oh, look at that. See, y'all? You don't even have to make dinner tonight. Go on over the bridge at 4 o'clock. I already know what the food is because I saw it in the kitchen. <laughs> so, so thank you, Pastor Toby, for sharing that information. And uh, if, if you need information on where Bridge is, you can speak to one of us and we'll give you the address. Or you can also Google them, their Bridge uh, City Church. Uh, so you all have been getting a lot of new text messages and phone calls. and Well, we've got a new system, y'all. <laughs> and it's called the Call Multiplier. And the number is a weird number. It's a 450 number, and it's coming from Oklahoma. So some people are like, I don't know if that's a scam or not. It's not a scam. It really is us, so you all can answer the call now. <laughs> so, But it's us, and we're sending text messages and voice uh, messages just to keep you updated on what may be happening in the church, meetings, events that you may want to attend. And we also still continue to send emails. The Women's Association, uh, Lorene Beach is here today, so you can meet uh, in the chapel after service. The men's choir, you rehearse immediately uh, following service today. Um, there is a congregational meeting in February, February 13th, so get ready for that. That's anyone that's a covenant partner. If you stood up here and said you're a covenant partner, we expect you to be at that meeting. We will try to, I, I don't know the guidelines for being online so I'm going to check that out for those of you that are online, but I think we'll have it online, but I'll let you know like next week, okay? Um, we have had a fantastic response from our online folks today, our online members. We, they've been chatting and talking and doing all kinds of things today. So thank you for joining us and, and commenting with us today. Let us see. Grief Share starts this, um, this coming Wednesday with Pastor Antonia on Zoom. So we will be handing out the Zoom link, but if you can speak with Pastor Antonia today so we can make sure to get you the Zoom link. But it's going to be for an hour. If you've lost anyone in your life, or if you're still struggling with a loss from maybe two or three years ago, this class is for you. We want to help people understand how to go through the process of grief and to be healed and recovered. Ameris Sensation is online today at five o'clock. And don't forget, we do have our, our different um, Bible study Life Connect classes this coming week. Today, oh, I'm sorry, on the back of your program, you can see that there is a group called Aspire. It's a one-night women's event full of laughter, learning, stories, and music with three ladies taking the stage. This event is on March the 12th, but we need to sign up now. So any ladies, if you're interested in going, Please let myself or Pastor Antonia know we really want to go, and we're going to try to figure out how to uh, cover the cost together so it's not a burden for any one person. Pastor so, uh, 
Pastor Kelly, where is it? Where are they having that? Actually, it's on my side of town. It's okay. in North Olmstead. Okay. So it's at a church called the Fringe Church in North Olmstead on Great Northern Boulevard. If any of one, if any of you ever shop at Great Northern Mall, it's on the same street as Great Northern Mall. So uh, we'd be happy to make sure you we we go together if you need transportation. But we do want to encourage each other as women to go to this event. So today we are celebrating the 90th birthday of our covenant partner, Margaret Mallory. Praise God. (laughs) Praise God. Now, Margaret does not go online. So how she watches the service is she receives a a DVD after church so that she can see the services. So today for her, we're going to sing happy birthday to Margaret. So at the end of the DVD, she can watch it. And then just about two or three minutes after I do the benediction, if you would like to say something personal to Margaret, we're going to invite you to come up, stand in the middle, and and Felicia's going to put that camera real close on you so she can see you, and then you can say personal words to Margaret. Uh, Lay Pastor Sylvia, she she has um, the flowers and the bloom. If you all can see those uh, beautiful flowers over there. We also will be taking over her a dinner. She'll have a a chicken wing dinner tonight and gifts and cards from the church. And also, uh, if you look in the program today, you can see that Margaret has, uh, has had, has led a wonderful life. She was born today in 1932. She is one of 12 siblings. Uh, she was christened in the Presbyterian church as a newborn when she was a mere 30 days old. <laughs> yes. Her mother and her grandmother were both Presbyterians. And so she was able to go to Presbyterian schools, and that's how she became Presbyterian. Margaret shared that she never expected to live to be 90 years old. Her grandmother passed away when her grandmother was in her 30s, and then later on, her mother passed away when her mother was in her 30s. So Margaret said when she got to be in her 30s, she just knew that was the end. But thankfully, God let Margaret live. She has enjoyed life. She has traveled all over the country and the world. She used to live in Norway, and uh, she has been a Presbyterian from day one, you all. She talked about all the pastors that she has known and, and been a part of their lives. And, and she even remembers being here, getting married. Uh, and Pastor Mary H. Ryan married her and her, her second husband here at the church. So you can see Ma- Margaret has been a part of so many ministries. She's been an elder. She's helped with the youth groups, the Saturday school, when we used to have way back when it used to be a Saturday school. But the ministry that you, most of you all would identify Margaret with the most is the Presbyterian Women's Guild. And when she started describing the Women's Guild, I was just fascinated and amazed at all they do. And she said wherever she moved, she would look for a guild, a women's group, from the advice of her mother. And, And she said when you connected with the women's group, they would look out for each other. They would uh, give you advice on where to look for a job, where to find a house, good neighborhoods to live in, or good schools for your children. And so she has been a faithful member of the Women's Guild since she walked into the building of this church. And so that is outstanding. You can continue to read more about her life, 
but we truly just want to say happy birthday to you, Margaret. I know you're going to be watching this later on today and hope you're enjoying your meal and your church family loves you. So we're going to turn the camera around so the camera is facing all of us. If you all will stand up, uh, Pastor Antonia, where you at? I know you know I need some help. We're we going to stand on this side so we can sing happy birthday. You got us, Felicia? So we're all facing. <coughs> Pastor Toby? Where are we looking at? Where are we looking oh, at, Felicia? Facing this way? Where are we looking at, Felicia? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three. A happy birthday to you. A happy birthday to you. Every day of the year, may you feel Jesus near. A happy birthday to you. A happy birthday to you. May it be the best you Thank you. Praise God. Thank you for that birthday tribute to Margaret, and she'll be watching that later on today. I did want to share uh, Jenny Brown. Remember, we did her 90th birthday at the beginning of the month, and she sent a card that says, Dear Church, I want to thank you for helping me to celebrate my 90th birthday. I want to thank you for your prayer and blessing. Dear God, I enjoy being able to express my love for you in the house of worship, New Life at Calvary, among other Christians. I want to thank you, Lord, for the church where I can praise you and worship you with an open and sincere heart. Love, Jenny. Jessica Franklin also sends a note to thank everyone for their calls and prayers for her sister. Her sister is still in serious condition at the university hospital in the ICU, so please keep her in prayer. We also want to give a shout out and praise God for Hassan Phillips Bay today. Hassan took the call of duty. It was a veteran that was being released from the VA hospital this uh, past uh, Saturday, I think it was, and Friday, Friday, and the snow was pretty bad. This veteran lived way over in Willoughby, and Hassan went over to shovel out his driveway so he can get out of his car safely, and he also shoveled a path up to his door so that he can walk into his house safely. So we thank you, Hassan. We praise God for you. Next week, uh, Pat Rouse is going to share a testimony for us all of thank you for helping her through her fire and sharing her gratitude with the congregation as well. I think, did I get all the announcements, you all? Oh, thank you. 
I got so excited about our 90th birthday. Praise God. Katie already said Walter Glenn. Lay Pastor Walter, it's your birthday. <laughs> it is your birthday. Praise God. Happy birthday to you, Walter. And may God continue to bless you. <laughs> the front row agreed that Walter doesn't look a day over 30. Amen. <laughs> So thank you for all your service. Margaret, again, happy birthday, February 1st, uh, which is Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday is Barbara Lowry's birthday. Gerald Nevins is on the 2nd. I believe Gerald is scuba diving <laughs> somewhere in, in some coastal area. He sent pictures, but a part of his grief, when Gerald is grieving, he goes to spend time with his family. He goes and prays on mountains and water. He swims. So he's been scuba diving. We want to say happy birthday to Emma Jackson. Hallelujah. And Rufus Sims. Praise God. Lots of birthdays this week. So happy birthday to you all. And don't forget, you can go and get your COVID at home test. You can call the government and get your free test. (laughs) All right. Are we any more? All right, saints, let's all stand up and receive the benediction. And remember, those of you that want to say something to Margaret, if you can come right away to the front while it's a little quiet, we can go ahead and get your testimony recorded. Gracious God, as we prepare to depart from this place, but never from your sight, precious Jesus, may we take with us an appreciation, Lord, as lay pastor Katie said, for you today, Lord, for all that you do for us. Help us to say thank you, Lord, every time, Lord, this week we encounter a blessing. Help us to say thank you, Lord, every time we encounter a struggle. Help us to offer your love, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, your faithfulness, and your self-control in this world. Lord, today we want to be more like you, and we thank you and we honor you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray, and all your people said Amen and amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm mighty glad you came to church today.
Is she still back there? Okay. I got a couple people. These are the official birthday tributes to you, Miss Margaret. Happy birthday. This is Pastor Kelly. I'm sorry we got to wear our mask, but happy birthday. I love you. And I pray you enjoy every minute of your 90s and, and just may God bless you and keep you. Happy birthday. Can we have a little bit of a quieter background? Hello? Once a guild lady, always a guild lady. And I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thank you. Any, anyone else coming up to say happy birthday? Come on. Happy birthday, Margaret. You never forget my birthday, so I'm not going to forget yours. Love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> You're very welcome. You're very welcome. God bless you today, Margaret. And may the blessing of 3 John 3, 2 come upon you that you prosper. Be in good health and for your soul to prosper. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, Miss Mallory. I can't call you by your first name because I get in trouble. But hi, Miss Mallory. This is Pearly Huff. Oh, this is Pearly Huff. And I just want to say happy birthday to you. And I'm so glad that you were a part of our church and our, and our ministry and with the Women's Guild when you did, you know, was always looking out for the young people for them to buy gifts for their parents. So thank you and happy birthday. Hey, Margaret, it's Laureen Beach. I miss seeing here, you here at church. Um, and I also miss your cards <laughs> and your greetings. But I know you're staying busy. It's so good to know that you have been living this wonderful, fulfilled life for 90 years. Um, I miss our New Year's celebrations, but I also you know, understand that, you know, those times for having those big parties are over. Enjoy your day. I love you. I miss you. Enjoy yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Hi, Miss Margaret. This is uh, Marvin Rogers and Cassandra Rogers. Although Cassandra's not here, we want to both wish you a happy birthday. Can't wait to see you again. We'll talk to you later. Again, happy 90th. Hi, Miss Mallory. This is Sylvia. We talk all the time, so I want to wish you a happy 90th birthday. God bless you and many more happy ones to come. Happy birthday, Margaret. We miss you. Uh. Oh, praise God. Where are we looking at? Oh, okay. Oh, Kaylin, a little bit. So I just said uh, three-year-old Kaylin's artwork for your brow. Oh, now where are we right here? Hello, Margaret. Happy birthday. Every year is a gift, and you are a gift to New Life at Calvary, to your pastors, to this community. And we just want to say we love you, God bless you, and many more. Amen. want to say hello to your sister Ruby as well, and we just uh, love her, and we just ask that God would continue to shower God's blessings upon you. So we love you, Margaret. So you keep on shining for Jesus and pressing on in the name of the Lord. Happy birthday for me and Pastor Rick. Bye-bye. Praise God, Miss Margaret. Many happy birthdays from your New Life at Calvary Church family, the Women's Guild, the elders, the deacons. We all love you and wish you the very best birthday. We love you. Happy birthday. Okay, Mrs. Mallory, hey, happy birthday. Uh, hey, we share a birthday together. Uh, fantastic. I'm in great company. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Uh, so I hope your birthday is wonderful. I hope you're at home relaxing and you've, uh, you've taken in the service and you've heard the word of God. Thank you for your faithfulness to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
We pray a blessing over you. May your day be enjoyable. Have a great day in the Lord. Happy birthday. Bye-bye.